You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and traveler abroad. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, I have you some Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes. Uh, because, no, you got some I bluegrass? Did you land on the bluegrass? <clears throat> I do have some bluegrass. I'm drinking my favorite drink in the entire world right now. Bourbon? Kentucky Bourbon? That is not true. Um, <laughs> Ski is a soft drink called Ski. S K I. What? That's a careful. <laughs> um, that's my favorite drink in the world, and it's only in like this region. So, if you've ever drank Ski in your life, reach out to it. Right, reach out to me, and then we can bond over this. There's a drink you- in Kentucky that they make there. I think called Ale Eight One. Yeah, a lot of my friends love that. Yeah, people drink. love that. So that's like a it's a it's a soda that's like a Mountain Dew, like it's almost ginger like a Mountain ale, Dew, kinda. yeah, Mountain Dew ginger ale lemonade. Like it's, it's this. Weird, it's kind of weird. I'm not the biggest biggest fan of it. People but, love it though. But yeah, I'm drinking some ski back home. It's like the week before uh, media days next Friday, which is crazy. Good lord, so it's it's insane. We made like a sporadic trip home. And so, like, everybody's seeing the baby for the first time outside of uh, our parents. And, uh, yeah, he's pretty much like, um, I don't know, like a hot potato right now. It's like, oh, pass here, pass here, pass here. And everybody's, like, stopping by and wanting to see the little one. But uh, it's cool. We're here for the week. And uh, before everything gets crazy uh, with Mavericks and my other job and all that stuff. So, yeah. It's gonna, it's, be, cool. it's gonna be a wild season. It's gonna be a great season. And oh my gosh. Breaking news. I'm just receiving word, Isaac Harris. Oh crap. What is this about to be, Nick? Andrew Bynum is back in the NBA. No, he's not. <laughs> he did not get a, a contract. <laughs> he's back. Did he's, he get a contract? He's back. No. He he was just working out in the Lakers facility. He's that trying, was the he's funniest highlight video did in my watch? entire did life. It Dude, was like, horrible. I could beat him down the floor right now. Who okay, when you I am very I was, slow. <laughs> I was eating lunch with my dad yesterday and it was on the TV in this place and I and I started dying laughing. I was like, look at this video. Like when people release hype videos, like summer workout videos, they always look really good. But if you're trying to make a comeback when you are already trash, you got to show something. You, you got to have like a really big, you know, really nice hype video. Come on, dude. You were he was literally just running down the court. Like, I mean, and we could beat him down the court. Literally just running down the court, just like barely dunking it, and then running down raw, 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 all the way to the other side. One-handed dunk. Yeah, like, and doing these post what? moves on these small guys, and then dunking. Like <laughs> that's the one thing my dad. Did. My dad looked at it and goes, "Well, it looks like he's doing a jump hook over me." I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. Which which hype video was better, Andrew Bynum? Obama's for sure. <laughs> no, Andrew Bynum or Jaleel Okafor? At least Andrew Bynum didn't travel. 
I would take Okafor. At least Okafor. No, I which don't know. video was better? I don't care about the players. Which video Okafor. was better? You think Okafor's Okafor video is sure. better, even though he traveled yeah. on all those? I don't care about Trey. At least he can like <laughs> run a little bit and jump. Oh gosh! Please, please, like he when I first I tweeted a joke about this, but when I first saw that first, sh- I think it was Shams that said he was trying to make a comeback, whatever. Yeah, and it said former Lakers Andrew Bynum, and I saw Lakers Bynum comeback, and I'm like, if the Lakers signed him, they have a roster spot open. It would fit everything, it and they have a everything. spot. They have a center spot they need to fill. <laughs> please put Andrew Bynum with Stevenson, Rondo, and LeBron, and. All of the ultimate—that's the ultimate meme team. Dude, <laughs> Andrew Bynum was really good though. Like, yeah, for like six months. People forget. No, he—he he was an All NBA. Like, he was an All Star. Right. He was All NBA. Eight, Eighteen months. He just never like. I'm looking at his numbers right now. When he was good, he never played more than sixty-five games. <laughs> this is this is his games played, and his first year doesn't really count because he was seventeen, forty-six, eighty-two, thirty-five, fifty, sixty-five, fifty-four, sixty. Didn't play for a whole season. Uh, and then for the Cavs and the Pacers over the course of one year, he played 24 in two games. <laughs> wow. Played 26 yeah. games. In a year. When that Dwight trade first happened, I thought Orlando just got screwed, and they won <laughs> in the long run. They did. Getting, getting Vucevic. <laughs> yeah, seriously, he's the only one still left on a team, right? Don't you discredit this, no, left on that, the new left Wash- on the, Washington Left on the team Wizard. that they got. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Because Iguodala yeah. was part of that trade too, wasn't he? He went to Denver. What was, oh, was it a fourteen trade? I thought it was a huge trade. Like everybody yeah. was going everywhere. Lucifer. Well, he's on the Magic for now. Yeah. Somebody wrote me a while back and said, "Hey, how do you like Lucifer and DeAndre Jordan together?" I was like, "No, stop." Let anyway. me tell you, I've been in and around Orlando now for a couple months, and uh, there is no Lucifer on any kind of marketing that they have anywhere. Ooh. So. <laughs> It's not like they, they will he ever be on a marking thing anywhere. <laughs> I have seen this video of Jonathan Isaac dunking in Summer League on more YouTube videos. Than <laughs> hey, I really like him a lot. I do too, but they just keep using the same ad of him <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> anyway, all right. We're classically off topic, but today what we're getting to is our ranking of the uh fours or the power forwards or the uh I don't know. Big wings, <laughs> bigger wings in the, in the NBA, because that's kind of what it is. And half this list is guys that would have played three like 10 years ago. Or even like last, last year. year. I mean, <laughs> like we had Harrison Barnes on the three list last year. Yeah. Uh, we had Carmelo on the three list last year. You know, like some of these guys that uh, were even on it last year, now roster changes have pushed them into this group. So it's weird putting somebody like Harrison Barnes or like a Jason Tatum against somebody's like, air quote, traditional fours, like the Loves and Paul Millsaps of the world. Yeah. Uh, A couple other things as far as news. The Mavs rankings have come out from SI. Um, I don't think we're going to do a whole thing where we compare our rankings with theirs. But the Mavs rankings are DeAndre Jordan came in. They ranked the top 100 players. They did not include rookies. Um, This is who they think. Basically the same thing we're doing, who they think is going to be good next year. DeAndre Jordan came in at 43, Harrison Barnes at 59, and Dirk Nowitzki still kicking on the list at 96. That's pretty wild. Hey, you know who Dirk was rated higher than? Lonzo. (laughs) Oh, man. Dennis didn't even make the list. People are all over the place on Dirk. 
Like, if you don't watch Mavs games, you think he's trash. And if you watch all the Mavs games, you're like, oh, man, he's actually, you know, you kind of overrate him, you know? <laughs> yeah, whoever says Dirk is trash is not watching Mavericks games. Yeah, yeah, Bill Simmons. When you honestly <laughs> put in perspective of what he is right now compared to other players in their, you know, from year 16 on, um, like Dirk right now at year 21, I would rather have him than probably the majority of people in year like 16. Seriously, yeah. Uh, what about Vince Carter? Oh yeah, yo, yeah. I'm not saying he's the only one. Like, oh, yeah. obviously, I wouldn't have him over like LeBron this year or like next year. I mean, like LeBron's like crazy. But most people at year 16. I mean, even looking at the list of players that get to 19 through like 20, 21 seasons. I mean, Kevin Willis was like barely moving. Like Dirk's <laughs> Dirk's gonna be draining threes for as long as he's alive. Ever, forever. <laughs> Uh, Dirk also went on 105.3 The Fan with Ben and Skin and uh, was talking about his tennis event, which is this weekend, by the way. I think there's still tickets. They're like 20 bucks, so you can check that out. Um, fun, of, fun event as a, like a spectator. Yeah, there's a lot of different players there. Andy Roddick's going to be there. On the interview, I swear he said Tony Hawk is going to be there. That's random. Yeah, I, maybe I, I haven't mis- seen his I, name on any of the lists. Maybe seen. I misheard him, but it sounded like he said Tony Hawk. Um a couple other things Dirk said I thought that were, were notable from the interview, and then we'll get to our rankings. Um, he's gotten to see Luka for the last week. He said he's scrimmaged every single day, scrimmaged against NBA players. He mentioned LaMarcus Aldridge, who we speculated was at the Mavs facility. He confirmed that. Uh, he also we said know that, some players that are there. We just, we're just we can't say He also said Miles <laughs> Turner was there, uh, which we hadn't seen or heard of, but we, you know, we know he lives in the area. So um, he was there. And then Raymond Felton, the wild card. <laughs> He still that lives in, kind of lives in the area and has been, uh, you know, playing at the Mavs practice court. There's been a bunch of other players too, apparently that he didn't mention. There's some old Mavericks players that's been there too, by the way. Ooh, where's Mike Frailer when you need him? Um, so he also said these things about Luca after seeing him every single day play against real NBA players. You know, in these scrimmages, he said he's incredible with the ball. He's a legit six eight six nine. His court vision is unbelievable. He's unbelievable in pick and roll play. He's a great shooter when he has time. That quote was course, that quote was very interesting to me. Who keep keep going? You're gonna get me down a tangent right now. I just thought it was interesting that he he noted that he's a great shooter when he has time. So like, great yeah, shooter, I yeah. Mean, but like the this Dirk was probably the same way when he came into the league. Oh well, Dirk said that when you no, know, so, uh, I think Ben asked him, you know, is he at a better place than when you are when you were 19? And he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. He's way more advanced at, at everything than I was at this age. You know, I came into the league and I was, you know, so green and all this stuff. And um, But, yeah, I think that 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 element of time, I think will, he will – Luca will definitely improve over that. I mean, that, that's just something he has to, to work on, and he will. And that'll that'll take him to that next level. Wherever he is when he first comes into the league, however he gets that next level is going to be because of his shooting. My frustrations with it is I've just seen on Twitter over the past 24 hours of people pulling that. I'm like, we have our greatest player in franchise history and one of the top 15 players of all time praising Luka and like all this different stuff about him. But you want to take the smallest little comment and be like, see, like the haters, that like you will find reasons to dislike. Not you. I'm talking about just I've I've just seen it from Mavs fans too. Of like, oh man, see Dirk mentioned that dropped that little nugget, and that just worries me, man. Luca's not gonna be able to get a shot. Like, come on, just like look at all the good things he said. Like, I also whatever. don't think that was such a bad thing. 
Yeah. I'd, would you rather it would like it would have been a bad thing if he said, you know what, his jumper is shaky, but you know, like you know, <laughs> yeah. if he had said that, that would have been cause for alarm. But he's a good shooter when he has time. Is like, okay, so he's gonna, you know, he's just gonna have to pick his spots a little more selectively. Yeah, and that's fine. Uh, he also Dirk also talked about Dennis Smith Jr. and he said he looks more explosive than last year, and he's also shooting better. Awesome. Can you believe more explosive than last year? That's pretty wild. Can you believe he's shooting better? I mean, did he even work on his shot this summer? Because the only videos we saw was dunk videos. I mean, Dirk, come on. Dirk also said that he went to Disneyland for the first time in his life this summer. <laughs> That's random. <laughs> Can you, you know imagine? a place there where Dirk can't fit in? Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much any amusement park, really. You imagine yeah. him trying to go to Six Flags and trying to you know ride on all these rides? That's true. What rides can you ride on? I'm sure there are some, but there are some with height require like height limits too. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much all um he said on that. He also mentioned that Luca Luca's work ethic. Um he's been coming into the practice facility a lot. He's coming in early, doing a lot of stuff, shooting after, comes back at night, so they, uh, you should be able to listen to that on the Ben and Skin like podcast. They yes. released a lot of their interviews on a podcast. Yeah, they so. podcasted it. But yeah, he mentioned they they asked him about the the Chandler Parsons you know subtweet comment again. They said you know you've mentioned before that you know some players come in here and say that they are gym rats and they're really not, and they're gonna do that every single year with every new player that ever comes in. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. Oh man. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll rank the top starting power forwards slash fours slash big wings in the NBA. All right, coming in at number one, this is a player we think will play four this year. He's been rumored to have, you know, be playing some five this year. He could start at three, but it's really interchangeable. He's the Giannis great, gonna play the five. He's the greatest player in NBA history. He's, Stop, Isaac, he's Isaac's favorite I'm about player to quit of all this time. Podcast right now, he <laughs> he dropped that. He lost the 2011 blasphemy. Finals to our beloved Mavericks. Yes, he did. LeBronis James. Oh gosh. Um, can we preface this real quick? If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, I know oh, it's yeah. like a broken I always, record. I always but. forget. Yeah. If you're listening to this for the first time, these rankings are for who we think is better for next season. So, you know, we'll rank these players based on, you know, some of it is last year. Some of it is also projection just of next year. We're not taking any futures, not taking any contract, not taking any of that into account. Yeah. And not not talking about Mavericks fit with Mavericks or anything. It's like we're giving them a 2K rating. So, just this season who's the better player, blah blah blah. And like some of these we obviously had to make a decision on like Miritich and Julius Randle. Like we chose Miritich. Like that's not who we think is going to start. Yeah, some of these are definitely going to change. Uh me and Nick, we disagree. I think Miritich will be the starting forward. Nick thinks Randle think, will be. Yeah, I think Randle will probably start. They'll probably start I'll probably start an equal number of games. There's there's people on the Pelicans SB Nation blog that think Miritich and Randall will start and Anthony Davis. That's wild. I don't think that they'll they'll play together, but yes, but yeah, that's wild. Um, we also right, think Harrison so, Barnes is going to be a four, so he's going to be in this ranking too. Yeah, and that's one of those things where like Luca could technically be a four. What if they you know if they start Dirk in place of West? Dirk would obviously be the four, and everybody moved down. So like this, we just went with the small ball kind of lineup and Harrison at the four. But yeah, at one I have LeBron. Still the best player in the world. Wow. At the current moment. So much compliment. At my the my moment. dog is on my microphone. 
Would it be wild to you if I said LeBron's not even in the top two all time? Yes. Okay. Anyway, keep on going because I don't think he is. All right. So LeBron, number one. Number two, this is a guy that kind of falls in almost the exact same category as LeBron. We think he's going to play a lot of four this year in uh, Giannis. Yeah. Have Giannis, too. Like the other positional pods that we did, I do them in tiers. And for me, one and two are in the top tier by themselves, LeBron and Giannis. And uh, I have four tiers in this one again. So LeBron one, Giannis two. I mean, there's a world in which I could see Milwaukee finishing above one of those top three teams, like in the East. They, we thought they were going to be really good last year too, but the coaching change is going to be massive for them. Like Coach like, Bud could, could see, come in and he, like yeah. Giannis could be an MVP candidate early and they could just blow everybody out. Like I, I could see that too because their potential and, is there. And like don't, don't, don't undervalue the additions of like Ilyasova and Brooke Lopez. Like yeah. just savvy veterans. They can space the floor some. And yeah, I just – I like that team a lot. I'm a believer in Bud. So if they finish with a better record than Toronto, Boston, or Philly, would that shock you? Okay, Toronto, Boston, or Philly. It would shock me with Boston. It would shock me with... I'm just saying with one of those three. If I said you have to pick no. one, they'll fit. The, okay, the only one that it would shock me is Boston, I think. Okay. Because yeah, even, I, if, I, even I if they lose people to injury. Yeah. You know? I agree. They're still better. I think they could finish in the top three, top four. Or, I mean, they just can go anyway. But anyway, keep on going. Yeah, so that's that's tier one, basically, is the top two, LeBron and Giannis, in that order. My next tier, I have three through nine. Yeah, there's a lot of dudes in this next tier, for sure. And I, I hope we have all the same guys, because if we don't, it's going to be disappointing. Oh, this it's going to get fun. Okay, number three, Draymond, for me. Hey, me too. Nice. That, that I, I love, absolutely love Draymond. Number four. Future this former really current current Maverick, <laughs> honorary, honorary Maverick, Lamarcus Aldridge. That's what I have. Are we really? So Nick and I, if this is your first podcast, we do not share. Uh, we do not share our list beforehand. We wait yes. until the pod to see our biggest differences because we've had big differences of the past three point guard through small board. Yeah, and we've had we nitpick on uh, some different situations uh with players yeah but. go go back and listen to some or look, just look at the polls that we post on locked on yes. that's going to tell you our biggest disagreement yes darren collison versus spencer Dinwiddie yeah. invited us <laughs> um hey at least it wasn't as bad as gary harris last year that was a big oversight yeah yeah that's true that's probably but. the worst one was last year um okay number five i have blake griffin me too wow Holy crap! How, how this, this is the first time we've had the same Nick? top five. First time. This that is thing. insane. We, we talked about Blake Griffin before we hit record on this pod. We think that he's going to have a good year. And Definitely going to be an all star. All star lock. Uh, we think he's kind of in that like auto porter category of like he just makes so much money and now just people like just want to. Oh my gosh! When you because I know I do when I think of Blake Griffin, I immediately think of his contract instead of like his game yeah and that's just been ingrained in my head of like oh well he's just overpaid and he's not like the greatest no he's still good and like when i was comparing that too yeah and when i was comparing his numbers to like the other guys in this group you know his assist number he averaged like six assists i know he's such a good passer that that was impressive so yeah um 
I mean, I have the Pistons making the playoffs this year. So, yeah, Blake Griffin at five for me. Yeah, I think they should. Their guard play is going to hold them back, though. Yeah, Reggie Jackson sucks. Number six, I have Paul Millsap. Ooh. That's the difference. I knew we were going to be different on that one. Interesting. I have Kevin Love. Okay, I have Kevin Love at seven. I could see them being interchangeable, and I could see how you could have him above. But I think healthy Millsap, we haven't really seen healthy Millsap fully on Denver yet. And I think that it was hard for me to rank Millsap. I put up a poll yesterday on Twitter. I think it's at like a thousand votes right now on like Blake Griffin, Paul Millsap, and it's my dog. His dog does not like Blake. <laughs> no, Griffin. he really wants to play right now. He's like clawing at me and. Uh, but my, yeah, my poll it. was like, who's better next year, assuming fully healthy, like Kevin Love, Blake Griffin, Paul Millsap. And it's always really funny because people will respond and be like, oh my gosh, Paul Millsap easily, and he was like clearly the third yeah. place, like. <laughs> Like, so, uh, but yeah, um, give me Kevin Love at six. I have Paul Millsap at nine. Interesting. Interesting. You're really intrigued of who I have at seven and eight, ain't you? I mean, I think I, I mean, I hope that they're all the same players <laughs> that I have. Um, interesting. Okay. Okay. I mean, this is, it, Paul Millsap's also going to be 32. I think this year, t- 32. I mean, I still have him at nine. I'm not, like, bashing Paul Millsap. Yeah, yeah, But this could also be a decline year for him, too. After the injury, you not you don't know how guys are going to come back. I could yeah, see. I'm – yeah. And, it like, I, I admit, it's just, like, we haven't seen him for a bit. So, I'm very intrigued of what he's going to look like. Yeah. Okay, so, rounding – let's just remind everyone the top five. We had LeBron, Giannis, Draymond, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Blake Griffin. That was our top five. We were cons- – we we had consensus on all those, which is kind of wild. Number six, I have Paul Millsap. Number six, he has Kevin Love. I have Love at seven, and I'm guessing you have Jason Tatum at seven. I do. Yes, that's that's good that you guess that. I have Jason Tatum at eight. Yeah, and and that's just one of those things where it's just like you think. I mean, I think he's just going to keep on going up and. Yeah, his his role is going to limit him this year for sure because of Gordon Hayward coming back and you know Jalen Brown taking another step and Kyrie Irving hopefully not being injured as much as he was last year and you know like his his role is just going to be a little limited but so his numbers maybe it won't pop out as much but the dude is so good <laughs> just so yeah. good he's one of those guys that outplays his own numbers kind of yeah and like beginning at the beginning of the season you would almost think of, oh, well, no matter how Gordon Hayward, um, no matter what happens, Gordon Hayward will immediately pencil in as the three or four whatever, and the other young guns, if they have to go to the bench, they will. Well, I think Tatum showed so much to where you you got to leave him in the start, starting unit. So. Oh, for sure. So I've Tatum at eight, and number eight, I'm guessing, man, this is a tough one. If I had to guess, you have Millsap at nine. Who do you who do I think that you think is better than Millsap? Is it Aaron Gordon? No, no uh, this you, player this player averaged right at nineteen points a game last year. Is it Harrison Barnes? Of course it is. Wow, interesting. I have him at ten. Okay, so here's the thing. I know Paul Millsap played. He played thirty eight games last year. I get that. But in those thirty eight games, he averaged 15, like fourteen point six points a game. Yeah. They averaged the same amount of rebounds. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I would immediately, if you would ask me who averaged more rebounds, I mean, oh, Millsap's, like, probably 9 or 10. Like, no. Like, they both average. I mean, Barnes averaged 6.1, Millsap 6.4. 
They both average around the same amount of assists, 2, 2.8. Barnes just averages. I mean, I know Barnes had more of a scoring role last year, and they both shoot around the same percentage three-point-wise. And I don't know. I mean, the one thing we haven't seen a ton of is Paul Millsap's fit next to Jokic and whether that will be a positive. I know what I'm going to get in Harrison Barnes. I know his numbers will dip a little bit because Luke is here. But I think think one of the biggest things that people are not talking about enough that – I'm halfway debating on writing on. I'm like tipping my toe in a little bit is the fit with Harrison and Luca. Cause everyone talking right now is all about the pick and roll with Luca and Deandre. Everyone's talking about the fit of Dennis and Luca and no one's really talking about the fit of Harrison and Luca together. And I think it could do wonders for both of them. Yeah. The, uh, the numbers for Millsap are interesting. Um, those numbers are really more reflective of his, you know, he played like half his games before he got injured and half of them after. So it, his season was really split. So I don't think those numbers are a good representation of him. Oh, so he's got to throw it all out? We just throw it all out because it happened last year and we're talking about next year. So, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can't use any numbers from last year, right? Um, and this, like I said, this could also be a year for Millsap decline. And uh, Well, it's just hard to project Paul Millsap because. If you, because it almost be a disservice to project him this year. If you go back to his years in Atlanta, I was like, well, those numbers, don't yeah, really different matter. system, different That's coach, two different years team. ago, different, yeah, different all conference, that yeah. And now it's like, okay, we got these handful of games. So it's like when I was trying to project him, do I use these handful of games last year in the like in the same role kind of? He will now, even though I'm not putting ever weight in that. Those numbers will go up. I know that, but. um Will okay? Would you say Paul Millsap will average more than nineteen points a game and six rebounds? See, I don't think that's his role anymore. I think the, the rebounds should should be there. Like he should definitely get more rebounds this year. But I think with the rise yeah. of Murray and Harris and Jokic too, Jokic is still really young. Like the rise of those guys, Will Barton in the starting lineup too affects that a lot. He's going to get a lot of shots. He was a guy coming off the bench before, and now he's going to be starting. So I don't think Millsap's role is going to be scoring as much. So scoring, he's probably. It might even go down next year, but everything else should be up. And his defense is what really sets him apart for me. He's better. Yeah, he's a way I, better defender than Love. That's why I have him above him. And uh, and yeah, I think but better, I'd take Love's shooting and scoring over him. And I would take Love's rebounding over him for sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's subjective. That's why it's a list. Yeah, and of course I'm. A, I mean, I, I admit. I mean, I know Barnes. I'm going to be a little bit biased about him. I mean. I'm not putting Barnes in my top five, but I can be realistic about <laughs> but it. But you thought about it. <laughs> I thought about putting him at three, but no. All right, so number uh, nine, you have Paul Millsap. Then number nine, I have Aaron yes. Gordon. Okay, I have Gordon at 10. I literally went all over the place with Aaron Gordon. I debated on like 20. I debated on like 15. <laughs> uh, it's just my opinion on Aaron Gordon sways. He's one of the only players that show me – like. I watched that um, when he was playing pickup ball against Durant stuff uh, with like Chris Brinkley's gym in New York and stuff where everybody plays at. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, man, look at him. He's rolling down the court. Like, look, like his handles have improved. I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, he's going to have a good season. And then, like, two days later, I'm like, dang, why did Aaron Gordon get that contract? Like, he's not that good. Or like, are, do we, are we sure he's good, the Bill Simmons, you know? Like, yeah. is he in the Miles Turner category to where you're like, like who who would you rather have, Miles Turner or Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon. I think I'd take Miles Turner. 
Aaron Gordon's going to be 23. Congrats. I'm just saying he's he's still super young. Like he could How be, old is Miles Turner? I'm pretty sure he's younger than Aaron Gordon. He's probably a little younger, but Aaron Gordon also he's very versatile. You can use him in a lot of ways. A lot more than than you can use, you know, Miles Turner, I think. Um He can defend anybody <laughs> because he can stick with anybody because he's quick. And he obviously has the you know the leaping ability and the the explosiveness to stay with people. Um yeah, I just like Aaron Gordon, and I think he's going to have a good year. I just think that his coaching and the fit and how awful this team has been, he's been the number one option on this team. <laughs> like the number, He should not be a number one option on this Magic team. He should be like your third option guy. He should be like what Harrison Barnes' role was that you know his first couple years in Golden State, where he has two guys that the offense kind of runs around, and then he just kind of cleans stuff up. He defends a lot of positions. He's versatile. You can plug him into a lot of different places. You know, he feeds off of lobs and stuff. He can create every once in a while when you need him to. Like, he's just miscast. And now he's going to be a full-time three probably in, in this, you know, because of Jonathan Isaac and they have Mobamba now. Oh, please, God, don't make him a full-time three. That's the worst thing for him. I, where are they going to put him? I don't know. They can figure that out at the bottom of the East. <laughs> this t- like, yeah. Anyway, that. We, we haven't got out of the top 10 yet. I know. We always do this, but... We're at 30 minutes. It's the only time we're... Are we really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, let's speed through this. Um, our number 11, I have... Let's take a break real quick. And uh, we'll... <laughs> I have... Let's take a break. It's a new player. I have at number 11... A break. <laughs> All right, speeding through the rest of this, because this they're... is. Hey, I want to say after Gordon... Actually, so my tears... Three through nine. After Millsap, Gordon starts this next tier for me, and I have ten through nineteen. Yeah, there's and a, this is where we could have some big differences. Huge as far differences. As, this is where it gets fun, and what we classify as huge after this is like a, at least a six spot difference. Yeah, six or eight. <laughs> it just has to be massive because I think the difference for me in a lot of these players is not big. I think from number thirteen for me, number thirteen through like twenty five is all interchangeable they could all depending on what year they're gonna have depending on how they come into camp depending on you know this you know if the scheme changed from last year to this year like there are a lot of factors on this and i think they're all pretty close uh number 11 though i have Derek favors okay i have weird opinion i think Derek favors would be better on a different team i just don't like Derek favors in the four role i wish david Derek favors was a five and so, I have favors at fifteen. So we're not. It's not that big of a deal. Interesting. Um, yeah, we, this, you're not speeding through these. Um, oh, I have Thad Young at eleven. Okay, I have him at sixteen. So that's that's pretty much the same difference. Okay. Was I'm, it the, yeah. Was it the stat that he had? You know, fit, like eleven points, ten boards, thirty percent three point shooting. That he was up there with Magic, LeBron, and Larry Bird. Is that was that the? No, I'm just a believer in that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. There's the, anyway, there's this graphic that has him with all these like insane great players, and it's like this random statistical thing. I was like keeping track of his potential free agency of like, oh, you know what? If he opts out, like I kind of like the Mavericks fit. If um, that was before we got Luca and stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I'm anyway, like, yeah, I have Thad Young at 11. I like his versatility and stuff. At 12. This is something else I really struggle with on uh, what to do. Um, I had Dario Sarge 
Ooh, yeah, Darius Arch is hard for me. I have him at 14. Um, his numbers were a little bit better than I thought. I looked him up, yeah. and I thought they were going to be a little lower. And just his percentages and just, I don't know, across the board. And that he's not a number one or two option on that team. Or maybe even three. Like, you put maybe Covington yeah. before him, too, you know? Or, you know, Reddick. Reddick for sure above him. That SI article had Covington pretty high. Oh, the top 100? Yeah, it's because yeah. he's, he's a good defender. We need to go back and look how they rank, like, these players of our list. I just said like, on the top of the show that we're not going to do that. Okay, never mind. But that's okay. Hey, we're not going to do that, guys. <laughs> it would take a long time. I guess it would take a long time. Keep on going. Well, right. like, just for us to look at and be like, oh, they had Covington over, like, all these other small forwards we didn't. Number 12, I'm hoping for a comeback season from Danilo Gallinari. Oh, snap, Nick. We're going to have a big time difference on this one. Where do you have Danilo? 24. Wow, that's huge. Dude, what? What the is Gallo's, he playing on? Crutches? Is still good. Is I'm, he? I'm standing on this. I'm, are you going to the retirement home to get him? Dude's not that are old. Are you going to take him to every game? Did you watch him in the NBA Africa game? Cute uh-huh. laughter. <laughs> <laughs> he He's still good, man. He's going to be 30 this year. He's right in his prime. He's going to have a huge role He's in this right Clippers He's right in his prime. Team. Holy crap. We have, a, we have a Nick reference to He's Danilo right in his Gallinari prime. 30 years old his, for an NBA He's play. right in his prime right now. He's a great shooter. He's going to age like Dirk. I was a believer in Gallinari before the past six injuries. Wow, we're putting injury into this? <laughs> when it affects your play, yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Yeah, we would. I wouldn't put Parsons, but I, I think he's still good. I was gonna say, where are we putting Parsons? Good lord, on look this at these thing. games played for Gallinari. Maybe I should have looked at this. <laughs> games played. This his will entire, be a poll, guys. His this entire career. Are you ready? Man, dude. Dude's played 81 games once, and the next was 71, and then after that, he hasn't played more than 63 games. I was a believer in uh, Gallinari back in the day. I'm but, taking uh, I'm taking him fully healthy. I think he's still okay. a great player. Okay. I think he's still a great player. That's just me. That's just me, I guess. I'd I guess, I guess I'm the more Dirk. optimist on this. I'd rather have Dirk than Gallinari. Wow. I think I would, too, because he stays healthier. <laughs> Anyway, all right. This is going to be fun. We got to see where we big time difference because we got to make this Gallo a poll. Number 13, the one guy I think that can jump into that top group, Laurie Markinen. Me too. Nice, 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 nice. I struggled on where to put Markinen because I had him a little higher. I had him like above Thad, like at 11, and then I moved him down, and then I moved him down too low. And yeah, I just think he's going to can. His numbers like were good too last year as a rookie season, and I like him. Then I have Sarge at 14, and then I have Miritich at 15. So I have this group of these big, you know, these stretch fours right here in Gallo, Markin, and Sarge, and Miritich. And I was like, I have no idea where to put any of these guys, but I think they're all super valuable. I have Miritich at 14. Okay, so we're all we're kind of all right in the same range except for Gallo. <laughs> 17. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I think these rankings reflect the versatility at the four spot because yeah, they're so different. you see the marketing Miritich, like the stretch fours we're talking about. Then you see like the Thad Youngs, the Jeremy Grant, Marcus, Mar- Marcus Morris, like, oh, well, like guys. these interchange, you know, these guys that can guard like the threes and stuff. But then you got the traditional fours, like the Aldridge's and loves and Millsap. like Millsaps and stuff. Like there, you, there's just crazy differences 
Like even out, you can almost put like the Barnes Tatum like type of dude, LeBron. like Kevin, Kevin, yeah, like Kevin Knox, LeBron in a, another category. Like you almost have like four different categories of fours in these lists. So it it is hard to rank this position. I think the most because they're so different. Like I think yeah. I think point guard was deeper, a deeper position because there's you know like one through twelve was all star caliber players, but then after that it's you know they're all they're all pretty much the same kind of player you know what i mean like there's not huge differences like team fit determines so much on these rankings and like where you would put them yeah like if you put miritich on a different team and you're telling me he's not playing alongside which anthony davis or something like in a in a stretch four role or something you're like well crap i don't know i might move him up or down or whatever it is so yeah the difference between lamarcus aldridge and harrison barnes is so like is massive just as the style of player yeah you know size and stuff all right number 16 i have your guy thad young okay 16 i might have i might surprise you on this because i'm very intrigued where you have this guy you have marvin bagley i do i knew it Uh, because i I think he's gonna average like 20 and 10 i have at 21 so not too far. Okay, it's not too bad. I thought I was like, oh my gosh, Nick's gonna have me like twenty seven. No, or I thought about it and I was like, man, is this too high? Because I've been so low on him, but I, I think he's better than all these the rest of these guys. No, on the, well that, on the list. that's the thing. I had him down in the twenties, and then I looked at him like, wait, why am I doing that? Because I know Bagley's gonna put up numbers this year. Yeah, and so like, yeah, I haven't missed just a couple of these guys. I would still take this year, mostly mostly for defensive purposes. Um, also, this next guy I have at seventeen, I had no clue where to put either. Um, I think you're going to have this guy too low. Uh, I have Serge Ibaka. That's, that's exactly who I have. Okay. All right. Good. I didn't know where to put him. I know it was, it was very hard. Cause you it's want like, to rank his knees and then his the rest of his game and body. I know 18. I know you're, we're going to be different on this. I have James Johnson from Miami. Hmm. I have James Johnson. 29. 26. Okay. 26. <laughs> Here's my thing with Jane Johnson. I love him defensively, but he his other numbers worry me. He shot well last year, though, didn't he? I don't know. I just didn't like some of his numbers. That's fine. I think he shot like 36% from three last year or something. Okay. I do like James Johnson, and I would like him on my team, but there's some other guys I have above him. Who do you have at 18? 18. 18, I'm a big believer in this guy in a weird way, but I like Jeremy Grant. I'm a believer in him too. I have oh, crap. I have Where him, you have him? I have him very low. I just, Where? His, this fit for him this year is going to be very difficult. This is going to be our poll, right? At 28. Oh, this is definitely our I'm a believer in him, but like, what does he do really well besides be springy and athletic? Don't pull the Dwight Powell. I am. I'm going right to pull now. it. I, I I like him too. As a, You would rather have a, Dwight Powell over Jeremy Green? No, stop it. I'm not doing that. Playing the playing the Dwight Powell card, like what else does he do well? So like, tell me something else I he does well besides being springy and athletic. And he's like, he's kind of one of those underrated guys. But now he's going to be in the starting lineup, and I think he's going to be a little exposed. Well, he's gonna. I think he's it's going to make him look a lot better because he's replacing Carmelo. Well, that's true. And we're like, holy <laughs> crap, he's actually like I just think he's the perfect guy in your starting lineup. The I'm trying to think of an equivalent. I think he's the perfect Bruce Bowen type. That for that nah, Thunder Bruce team. Bone was such a good defender. No, no, no. Oh, no, I think Jeremy Grant's a great defender. I think he's a really good defender. I mean, Bruce Bowen was like an excellent Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I meant like the Bruce Bowen type of role player that fits alongside Duncan, Parker, and all this stuff, where I think Jeremy Grant fits great next to Russell, you know, Paul George, Adams, and them. So he just, he doesn't, def- he, 
he doesn't shoot. He doesn't get boards. He, you know, is not a scorer. So you're like, well, he just kind of defends. And I think he's going to get more minutes this year. I mean, he only averaged 20 minutes a game last year. I mean, I think he'll, I think he'll go up to at least 25, maybe even 30. Yeah, with that starting unit and all that stuff. I think he plays over Patrick Patterson. Like I, I like him more than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, Patterson yeah, we, stretches we the floor, but, but still, I mean, I just, I don't know. I told you, I'm a weird believer in Jeremy Grant. I like him. I wish the Mavericks could have got him somehow. Uh, the difference between 18 and 28 for me is not big either. I, I think all these guys. Are that big. is our poll, though. We have to put Gallinari and Jeremy Grant in a poll. I feel like I might lose because I know at the Wait, is the question: Cuban, Who would I, you rather have? For this coming season, yeah, the same thing. For this coming season, Jeremy See, it, Grant. Or, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be like swayed because of his injuries, obviously. Well, yeah, that's what swayed my ranking because he's been hurt so much and it affects his game. <laughs> All right, number nineteen. I'm a believer in this guy. I have John Collins. I have him at twenty, and I thought I was gonna be high on him. Nope. I just think that he's better than some of these guys, and I think Nick. He, what does he do well besides being springy and athletic? He's good defender, and, and he gets boards. He actually does get boards. <laughs> no, I was kidding. I, I do like John Collins. I do like him. Uh, uh, wait, number who nineteen. Who do you have at nineteen? Oh, I have Marcus Morris. Okay, I have him at twenty-two. About. Oh wait, no, no, it's yeah. Markeith. It's Markeith Morris. Wait, is it? Yeah, it's Washington, Markeith. Dang. Well, I guess it's the same. It's about the same. I don't think they're that <laughs> sure. different. <laughs> Leave it. Um, number I don't twenty. Know what I, was I have New York Knicks' favorite son, Kevin Knox. I have my twenty-one. I really didn't know what to do with him either. I know. I put him above Bagley. Hmm. He's gonna get a lot more opportunity than off Bagley. of summer league. I think he's going to get a lot more opportunity than Bagley. That, that Who four, is stealing the opportunity from Bagley? There's, there's, we're not getting into Scal? this. We're way too deep in the podcast. We're talking about the depth chart of the Sacramento Kings. You're going to play Scal over, over Marvin Bagley? We're talking about the depth chart of the Sacramento Kings right now. They Okay, so they still have Zach Randolph. Or they still have Zach Randolph. Oh, yeah. They let's signed Bihalitsa. They have Willie Colley stein They have Scal. They have uh, Harry Giles that they're going to want to play a lot this year. They still have Costa Kufis. I mean, they, they have so many bigs. That's my problem with that. Hey, really quick, you know who the highest rated player on the Kings is in NBA 2K? Oh, gosh. Is it is it Willie Cauley-Stein? Yeah, Willie Cauley-Stein is 79. Keep oh, my gosh. That's too high for him. Oh, super high for him. <laughs> um, I have Markeith Morris. It's the same at, as Luca. I have Bagley at 21. I have Markeith Morris at 22. Mm, two. I have uh, Aminu. Okay, I have him at 26. About the same. Uh, I miss Aminu. I loved his Mavericks days. I know. He was great. He also is one of these guys that should be a three, but plays four, for, you know. Yeah, he's like Jeremy Grant kind of for me. Yeah. Um, 23, I have Damari Carroll. Ooh, I have him at 28. I thought he was just kind of solid last year. I thought he was kind of old last year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm super intrigued to where you have Carmelo. At 23, neither of us have picked Carmelo yet. And you only have like one, two, three, four, five spots left on your list. <laughs> I have Carmelo at 23. Oh, you do? Okay, I'm yeah. at 29. <laughs> oh, crap, you have him at 29. Yeah, wow. he's, he's so bad. Just, What's so funny is I bash Melo all the time to like my Houston uh, friend, and uh, and now I feel like I have to like take up for him. I know, you feel like that, but then you also, he he falls in this category of, of he's been crapped on so much. 
and then you watch it because but then you watch him because you want to say like all right is this is all this you know right is all this slander is this you know correct and, and you watch too much of him and you're like yeah he really does hurt his team like really like a lot yeah i will say this i think he'll be better in houston i hope so and by everything that you like or at least stuff i've seen i feel like maybe he has a different attitude in houston and my whole thing pro houston for 10 seconds if they can convince him to, to like even if he starts, but to take ownership of like the Lou Williams second unit role and to just throw him out there and get buckets when Harden and Chris Paul's off the floor, then I think he'll he will be much better. Or but, even when Harden's off the floor and it's Chris Paul and him, you know, like if he can, you know, be that kind of scorer when Chris Paul is <clears throat> playing with the backup unit, you know, which they do a lot. Yeah. They try to stagger those two guys a lot. Yeah, for sure. I have Gallo. Oh, I mean, obviously, I have Gallo at 24. Uh, yeah, you have Gallo at 24. Uh, 24, I have Taj Gibson. Okay, I have Taj at 25. Yeah, I thought he was fine. Just a classic guy. He, I feel like he just does almost everything well, except for shoot threes. But, 25, I have your guy, Jermichael Green. <laughs> I have him at 29. I knew. I knew it. You hate him. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is shaping up to be number 30 is going to be the exact same for us. Um, it better be. So 26, I have Alfaruq Amino. You have James Johnson from Miami. Uh, 27, I have Marvin Williams from Charlotte. Me too. Nice. He Tw- fell down a lot. That's sad. I know. When he first signed, he was like up in that like... Don't you love him? I don't know. I do. Because you know where he went to college? <laughs> 28, I have Jeremy Grant. 29, I have Melo. You have Tamari Carroll and Jermichael Green in that order. Yes. And yes. Number 30, rounding out our, our top 30. I know. Ryan Anderson... Report, reported by Woj is getting this start. We initially had Josh Jackson here, not at this spot, but in their starting lineup. Um, Where would you have put Josh Jackson? That's a good question. I probably would have put him. I would have put him with John Collins and Kevin Knox, basically. Yeah, and, and Bagley. Where I, I had those three in an, in a row, I probably would have had him at the bottom of those three. Yeah. But Ryan Anderson getting the start, according to Woj. So there you go, guys. That's our rankings. Hey, they're pushing for the playoffs, guys. That's our rankings <laughs> of fours. We'll be back on Friday uh, at some time with our rankings of the centers and fives. And then we'll do the bench units. And uh, we'll do that sometime next week. Peace out. Oh, thanks for listening to Lockdown Maps.